no doubt remember how the government did an about-face or something close to it on coal mining in Alberta following the intense, very intense public outrage uh, that ensued earlier this year. So they paused all exploration activities in the most sensitive areas, although a number of leases have already been written. In the meantime, the province announced plans to consult with Albertans on the issue before making any further decisions. They did not consult the first time around. So this week, we're getting our first look at how that consultation has gone so far. And it's clear um, there's a tremendous amount of opposition to coal mining, especially in Alberta's mountains. Ian Urquhart is with uh, the Alberta Wilderness Association. He joins us now to talk a bit more about this. Good morning, Ian. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, good morning, Shay. Thanks very much for having me on. Yeah, so when we take a look at the early results of this uh, consultation the province is doing, we're seeing that still the vast, vast majority of Albertans have some very serious concerns about expanding coal mining in our province, especially when it comes to certain areas, right? Oh, absolutely. And and your listeners should underline vast because that's exactly what this what the, the initial results suggest. Um, it's it's it is I can't understand I used to be a political scientist at the U of A and I cannot understand the political logic that the UCP is is operating with here uh, because this is this survey suggests that uh, to push coal mining on the eastern slopes of the Rockies is uh, political is committing political suicide for the UCP in southern and central Alberta. Yeah, I don't think you're overstating it. When we take a look at uh, no. what we're finding out in these surveys, 90% of Albertans right across the board that have yep. responded to this survey say some areas of our province are just not appropriate for coal mining, period. Shouldn't happen. It's a huge number. No, yeah, and you're absolutely right about that. And when you look at the survey and see when they then go on to identify what those effects are. So when 90% say coal mining has a major effect on me, then they detail what the effects are. They're all negative ones. Mm-hmm. I mean, there isn't, there isn't any positive one there. And then you take that, and then the flip side of it, when they asked Albertans in the survey, well, what about the economic benefits yeah. of coal development? 64% say not important at all. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's that. I don't think you can have a. It's hard for me to imagine, anyways. Yeah, a si- more. Yeah, go ahead. 66% say the economic benefits are not important at all. And another 25% say they're only somewhat important. They still don't put a lot of stock in it. They're only somewhat important, very important, 7.7%, moderately important, 4%. So you're, you're looking at 11% of the the respondents to the survey who feel very strong or you know somewhat strongly or very strongly about the importance of coal you don't you don't win elections when you're catering to 11% of the electorate um and when we talk about what areas they say are should be completely off limits it's it's yeah. a pretty broad brush uh, the rockies and the foothills wildlife corridors areas near water recreation areas residential areas and areas near farms doesn't leave a whole lot of other areas there are some but even in the areas that don't fall into one of those many categories, the support still is not very strong. No, you're right. So, I mean, on the one hand, we've got you know, 90%, as you noted, 90% of respondents said there are areas where that are not appropriate for coal exploration development, and the Rockies and Foothills on the government's list anyways are right at the top of that. Now, then, as you point out, I mean, 30% felt exploration development may be appropriate for some areas of the province. But if you look at that list, Shay, there, there, there are there are items mentioned there that are arguably part of Rockies and Foothills. So, for example, when they say Category Four lands, 
which are the lands that, say, Banga Mining wants to get into in the crow's nest right now, well, that's also Rockies and Foothills. So, you know, I'm not sure. I'm, I, I, I guess what I'm trying to say with this is even when you look at the 30% who say they think it could go ahead, when you look at the categories that they use as the basis for that, you can question them about, well, do the Rockies and Foothills matter to you? Mm-hmm. Of course they do. Well, Category 4 lands are Rockies and Foothills. You know, that, that sort of, I think that's, a, that's an important part of this as well. Yeah, and the biggest um, impact that people seem to be concerned about is water. That, that seems Absolutely. to be the one thing that overrides this whole survey so far is the impact it's going to have on water in Alberta. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we've um, at, at AWA, we, we've uh, participated in and organized several virtual town halls about coal mining, you know, since since uh, February. And I would say that, you know, for, for me, listening in and listening to what people have to say, there's no doubt that water is the biggest issue. And what's also really important to note here is that if water's the most important issue, how confident are people that we have a regulatory process in place that will you that will deal with this in an environmentally responsible way, and again, overwhelming, eighty-five percent indicated they were quote not at all confident that it could be regulated in a way to ensure it's environmentally responsible. So, you know, there's no. I I don't see, I guess I don't see, this is a really big rock to be pushing uphill for, for the UCP right now. Um, you know, you have these overwhelming majorities who express their opposition, and I think what's important to note about them is the public saying, or the participants in the survey say, we're either somewhat or very well informed about this issue. Mm-hmm. You know, like, so you have over 80% of the respondents saying that they're somewhat familiar or very familiar with the issue. So, you know, you can't look at this and say, oh, well, if they would only understand, if they were only more familiar, they would be more sympathetic to this. That's not what these numbers are suggesting. Yeah, and Ian, you know, I mean, just listeners are texting in, well, I mean, who, who's answering this survey? Who took this survey? Yeah. This is anybody can take this survey. It's not like a group of people opposed to coal mining sat down and took this survey. This is open yeah. consultation with all Albertans, right? Yeah, absolutely. But, but I mean, if, if I was with the Coal Association of Canada, I would want to say to this, well... You know, really what you've got here is just all the opponents came right. out in mass and the supporters stayed home. But, and this is crucial, um, when you do look at a representative survey that was like, a, you know, a, a good social scientist doing what good social scientists should do, and that is having a representative sample of Albertans. So Think HQ, polling company here in Alberta, published a poll in February. What did they find? of survey respondents disapproved of coal mining in the Rockies and 49% strongly disapproved allowing any mining there. So, you know, whether you're doing it by, um, you know, by by just you want to participate in the coal consultation, here's an opportunity. Whether you're looking at that audience or whether you're looking at a representative sample of Albertans, the message is the same. You know, they, they, we just don't want it. Uh, They just don't want it. And, when you look, Shay, the other thing, like from the political point of view, like when you look at the geographical distribution in the survey, so 91% of the respondents came from or identified as central or southern Alberta. This is, this is bedrock conservative 
territory. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, these are parts of Alberta where ranchers would come out of their graves in the past to vote to vote conservative. And when you've got this much opposition from the South and Central, again, it's 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 suicidal in my view. If I was a UCP political strategist, this would be a a huge red flag that we really have to abandon this altogether. Well, I think that message has been received for the province to walk back and pause what they had yeah. done earlier. Clearly, they recognize that the opposition is something that needs to be considered. Yeah, no, that's true. I do think, too, I mean, you know, it's hard to... It's, I have to be careful about what I read into what either the minister or Dr. Wallace or the committee says. But I, I do think that Dr. Wallace has a view where he, he will entertain the idea that no coal mining at all on the eastern slopes is an option. I don't get that vibe from Minister Savage. Um, she, she continues to talk about a modern coal policy as if there's some way that we can sell Albertans that the risks are worth the small economic mm. benefits we're going to get from this. So, I, you know, clearly, I mean, a group like AWA hopes that we're reading uh, the committee right and we're reading Dr. Wallace right, and that that's where they end up on this. But they just say, you know, a modern coal policy in Alberta should be a no coal policy in Alberta. Ian, thank you for your time this morning. Great insight. Oh. Okay, great, Shay. Thanks very much for having me on. You, you take good care. Yeah, you too. Thanks very much. Okay. Bye-bye. That's Ian Urquhart of the Alberta Wilderness Association.